0: You're listening to This q Life, a podcast that looks at the world through the lens of a queer person of color. So if you tuned in last week, you'll know that this month we're dealing with some scary-ass topics for Halloween. Last week, we talked about ghosting and getting ghosted, and we found out that we still have phase two in our boss fight with Svetlana. But I accidentally overwrote the save on my memory card, so we'll have to fight her later. Gross. This week, we're going to take an even scarier turn. The lack of diverse representation and safe spaces for gender non-binary people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the constant loneliness and fear that surrounds that. Because it is real, yo. Mm. So today, I've consulted with my Ouija board to call forth three credible witches from the nether.
1: Hi everyone. My name is Carlos Rios. You can catch me online at Fabulo. My pronouns are he, she, they,
2: herses, and Justice S- Sonia Sotomayor. Hey, yes. You may call me Jolie. That is Joe with no E. And if you need me, that's how you'll find me on the internet. My pronouns are they, them, theirs, and VVS cufflinks. <laughs> mm. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta and go. I prefer Sorcerix rather than witch. Thank, Thank you.
3: you. Ooh. Um, hi, I'm notable Visco girl Zachary Aris. <laughs> She's just a kitchen witch who loves a stitch and bitch. My pronouns are open. My DMs are open. My social media handles are Googleable, but you can find me at Zachary Aris on all platforms. And I'm Jonathan, AKA Blasian FMA pronouns he,
0: him, and his. And this is the award-winning...
3: Oh, Oh, that was my bad, everyone. The award. (laughs) (laughs) Edit
0: here. (laughs) And this is...
3: The the award-winning
0: This this
1: Cupac
0: Life. Life.
2: This Cupac Life. So I am very excited to be leading the conversation this week on our deep dish topic, which is the lack of spaces specifically for non-binary and non-conforming people of color. The thing that inspired this conversation was my own searching for that. As I think I, I said on our first episode that I've been feeling differently in some of the spaces that I typically occupy and where I spend my time, because as I understand myself more and more as non-binary, the the less secure I feel in spaces that I don't necessarily feel as welcome as I once did in some social spaces. And so I went looking for groups and for forums where I could try to interact with other uh, non-binary people. And as I looked for them, what I saw was a lot of the same. It was a lot of very white, very thin, sort of masculine-leaning, like super androgynous or Mm masculine-leaning, and very little melanin, Mm. period. And the folks that might have been people of color were typically white-passing. So it made me start thinking, like, are there spaces where non-binary and non-conforming people of color are able to find each other online. And so Mm. I decided to open up the conversation to some of our, our listeners and to other folks in my life about what their experience has been in looking for community for amongst other non-binary people. And Um, I'm I'm looking forward to sharing all of that with you but I just wanted to bounce the conversation around with you all for a few minutes yeah
0: it's interesting because um, like in the last year it'll be a year in November that's when I met um, the cast of Topics Include right so Ian Field Stewart L Morgan Lee and Sam well I knew Sammy long before and then maybe is also in that group but maybe is white So specifically, I was thinking in my mind while you were talking, I was like, well, where are all what are all the spaces that I've been in with them Mm -hmm. in which I've learned new language and I've seen a diverse crowd. And it's always like one time events. Mm -hmm. So like they did the I think it was Black History Month in February. They did like the Black Trends uh, show at the Duplex here Mm -hmm. in New York. And I saw a crowd Of people, and they all knew each other. Right. So, like, this group goes around. They don't have, like, a weekly meeting like we do with the PAO, but these are people, this community knows each other, and they see each other at the same events over and over again. Right. So there's, like, a scene at least, but it's nothing that you can just look up online and be like, oh, I can go to this. You just have to be in, like, know the people, I guess. Mm -hmm. And I feel like you would fit in the group very well. Um, I'm always just an outsider looking in and, like, seeing, like, oh, look at, you know, because I'm cis, so, like, I'm cis man, male, so. Well,
2: what's interesting to me, because I I was thinking about the cast of Topics Include also, but the thing that that they share in common is that they're all theatrical performers and, and actors, and even though I definitely come from that world, it made me think about, okay, so what about the folks who don't? identify or vibe with that Mm. and where do where where is the opportunities for for them to find community too and i just i found those opportunities lacking like to your point where there's not there doesn't seem to be a consistent space for them there was occasionally on on twitter and on instagram the hashtag um non-binary isn't white will pop up and i think matthew rodriguez did a an article about that hashtag but this was back in november of last year when it started surfacing and it and it resurfaces every now and then but it's it's not a place that where there's consistent energy behind it and it makes me wonder is there are there other places
3: i think so i think it's it's difficult in a way because all facets of queer culture throughout history um have been sort of forced to A, not be super open in public. We don't have the same forums, uh, welcoming open forums that other people have that are codified within, like, government institutions and shit like that. So we do have to, like, our communities are somewhat isolated on an island um, for protection purposes. um, But but I think it's one of those situations that once you find your tribe and— once, once you get in that, like that running circle, then, you know, we spoke about it last week on our episode about like that you, that you change throughout your life and you, you shift a friend circle or a community from one to the other. Um, and I think you, you, you gravitate towards some people that you can identify with, that you feel safe with, that you can be your authentic self with. Cause if you're not being your authentic self, and it's damaging you. That's unhealthy.
2: So to, to that point, I, this is actually something that our super fan Rafi was talking about when I posed the question on Twitter. And they were, were talking about that same sort of idea that when they first came out and they came out as gay, that that privilege afforded them the opportunity to find community. But then as they started understanding new truths about themselves, where they... Discover themselves as being non binary and then started questioning whether they are a gender and being poly. Um, Rafi, I apologize if I'm putting words in your mouth. Please correct me. <laughs> um, but how, in each time, each time that, that we come out, because for many of us, coming out is this ongoing experience, right? Yes, ma'am. And each time it almost feels like when you come out, you have to lose friends because you don't you no longer feel as safe in those spaces anymore and then you have to go through the process of finding new friends who do understand you and then as you come out again you no longer feel safe in that space and then you have to go through the you have to go through the finding of community along with the reinvention
3: and like madonna
0: Okay. Anyway, <laughs> oh, <my>. I also <laughs> Skipping
1: wonder. Skipping past that,
2: I also wonder too.
1: Like, because we we are focusing a lot on how, um, a lot of times we notice it with non-binary scenes or communities or culture—not culture, but non-binary scenes or communities. Mm-hmm. That we're seeing uh over representation of white people and a very small representation of people of color right i I think about it from my perspective as also being a non-binary person and being latinx Mm -hmm. and thinking about how culture and language of being a person of color specifically latinx also plays into it right Right. so even when we think about language within spanish it's a highly gendered language right Mm -hmm. i mean most languages have some kind of gender and some languages do have like a third or neutral gender for certain kinds of words, but in Spanish, literally everything is masculine or feminine. Right. And so we reinforce the binary every day in the spoken language. And we... We
2: even saw that this week with all this talk of... of,
0: Or last week, I should say, with all the talk of the the whistleblower's identity. So right. I asked about that, but New York Times specifically said that it was a man, and that's why. Because I was reading these articles well, as well. Well, they kept on using he/him pronouns, and right. I was like, well, why do you all keep on saying he/him?
2: Well, even before that, the, every time someone talked about uh, the whistleblower, is either he or she, him or her.
0: Oh, right. you're saying binary. Okay. Yeah,
2: and and the binary usage of language there, and how that just reinforces that in everybody's minds. I'm sorry. No, no, you're fine, but.
1: I- I think again it's like and that's that's an example in English right and then Mm -hmm. examples in Spanish are like literally every noun has an A or an (laughs) O at the end (laughs) and it tells you that that is either a masculine thing or a feminine thing with a a few exceptions there are some weirdies that don't end in in the
3: artista
1: right exactly so um, where were they going with this? La radio exactly oh wow el agua right so water is actually masculine even though it ends with an A anyway but uh, and that's that's also like part of I think what helps to feed as we're talking about language, we're we're also talking about feeding into like the patriarchy and the machismo mm-hmm. that happens specifically, I can only speak to like Latin culture and spe- even more specifically to Puerto Rican culture because we're not a monolith <laughs> even as Latinx people. Um, and so I, I wonder if, if there's a, there's that interplay, right? When we think about all the intersectionality and all the different kinds of differentness that we encounter together. Right. Um, I wonder if there's that may be part of why it's so difficult to find people of color and, and I, I don't, I, I can't, I wasn't raised in the black experience. So I don't know like what mm-hmm. potentially could be there that is limiting or making people feel like they are limited right? when it comes to their choices or their ability to move beyond the binary.
2: Right. And you, well, you know, what's, what's interesting, I spoke to our, our mutual friend, L. Tantai, who is also non-binary and, and how, cause they do a lot of outreach and leadership um, and they lead a lot of of, of groups. And they were talk, talking to me about how uh, they try to to center uh, other nonconforming, trans nonconforming or non-binary people in the facilitation roles of those groups. But then the people of color who attend, either the numbers aren't strong or they're not present in the conversation and they keep the conversation to themselves when they they are having conversations with one another, but that those spaces typically, they tend to be dominated by by white trans men, which mm-hmm. is interesting. And Rafi also pointed out how in a lot of trans spaces, um, binarism is, is really strong and that sure. there's even a lack of understanding about... Uh, not the non-binary experience in some trans spaces. So it's, it's really, really interesting to me.
1: I'm not surprised about the white trans male thing, though, because I think that that's, that's also white privilege and then male privilege right. just presented in another microcosm of society. And so speaking of right. white
0: male privilege, I want to go back to Carlos's earlier uh, questioning about like not knowing why it is the way it is. I think in this article that Jolie had us read, uh, it's a Daily Dot dot com article called "The Whitewashing and Erasure yes. of Nonbinary People." There's a universal reason why this is among people of color, mm-hmm. and I'll give I'll give you a guess as to what it is. It rhymes with fallenization. It's not a word. <laughs> so colonization
1: is Thanks, largely just... whatever the beach meant. <laughs>
0: The (laughs) organization I read in this article is uh, largely responsible, especially when considering the cultures of different people of color around the world. When you look at Mm -hmm. different, um, specifically Indian people, Pacific Islander people, Filipinos, very uh, Native American cultures, Native American cultures, you know, two spirit, third gender, reverence for gender fluidity. And then all of these nations and cultures were colonized, and then suddenly the binary. So I, that was something that I read in mm-hmm. preparation for this, and um, it really opened my eyes to that. And then like puts everything that we've talked about into perspective as to why it is that you know you're seeking out these groups, and they're all they're, you know, they're challenged just in design. the media as well. Like the article says, like even as we as society are understanding even just transness mm-hmm. more the people are just understanding binary transness right. versus understanding that there's a spectrum and mm-hmm. fluidity within all of that right and there's there's just there is so much to unpack when
2: we think about how how we hold space for one another and how we try to facilitate having a safe space and how we as a a podcast try to facilitate having a safe listening space for people of different experiences no matter if it comes to what part of the poc spectrum they're on what part of the gender spectrum they're coming from or the sexuality spectrum they're coming from the relationship structure they're coming from and and just how complex and and nuanced and neurotic that that can be right and i i Appreciate that we that we have the space to do this and to have these kinds of conversations here. and i'm I'm hoping I would love to continue having this conversation in the future and see how things evolve because there is a need for that space specifically for nonconforming and non-binary people of color. And I'm looking forward to having that conversation and inviting more of our listeners into that conversation. So like, any of our listeners, if you have thoughts about this, uh, tweet us at this QPOC Life or tweet me um, at Call Me Jolie, or you can DM me if you want if you need to keep it uh, private. But I would love to know your thoughts. So get at me. Yeah, let's let's create community. Let's be the change we want to see in the yes. world. So perhaps without the emotional exhaustion thank you so perhaps
1: <laughs> perhaps we as our own little mini community can help create a larger community even if it's just online so check us out at this cubac life check out the hashtag non-binary isn't white yes. if you need some love and light and affirm affirmation because and- there
2: are all sorts of beautiful people of all shapes and sizes
1: thank you but for now let's just take a quick little break
3: So during our season three premiere, we were each tasked with a goal to reach by the finale come May. Now, my goal was to become more conversational in Tagalog. And I'll be honest, it's been pretty difficult because I found that personally I don't do well in online courses. <laughs> I just I just don't like I don't follow through with it. I don't do the lessons. I don't I need other people to interact with in a classroom setting. So <laughs>
1: miss university of phoenix you are not
3: no I, I oh i would i would like they would fail me out they would, I would say, probably Actually. thrive
1: in university correct they also a million dollars and it's a giant right, scam because
3: right. they are what a phoenix rising from the ashes <laughs> now so i've been trying to kind of find like a in-person class and i also don't really want to find like a one-on-one tutor because I also, what if I don't like the person? So I kind of want that classroom experience. Um, Jonathan was actually really kind enough to send me some incredible links. The That docket that I've been going through, um, I've been checking those out. I've also like signed up for two like inquiries on two different like uh, Filipino union websites. Uh-huh. Um, I can honestly say though, Sino Angpalu. What I mean? It means like, oh my god that's like really crazy <laughs> so that's i don't t-
2: think they heard half of it because oh.
3: <laughs> like sino ang balu means like that's like crazy um or why is this so crazy uh also because it was one of, from one of my favorite filipina divas uh one of her songs so at any rate jonathan could you remind us of your goal and how it's going so far
0: so my goal was to be finished with principal photography by May, I guess, since that's when we're going to be wrapping up. Uh, and this is all according to the schedule that I set for myself in production with my uh, Project Cutches, which is my first web series. It's a directorial debut for me. And since that time when we declared the goal, I have actually set a casting date, or I should say an audition date. because So I put out the... Backstage.com post, usually oh. looking for roles or whatever. Uh, paid my little money and got a lot of responses. And now I'm going to call all the people into a space that I'm renting and judge. Ooh. Come judge for me. Come judge for me. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all are actually welcome to come along. I need more judgy people. I need there to be people that are not auditioning in the room as well. So. Ooh, could we pretend to
3: be like... like Producers or something? Yeah, like really important I'll people who have... I'll just sit there with my sunglasses yes, on the whole time. The clipboard if you want it. valid gonna, opinion. I'm going to wear like a
1: cardigan and a pencil skirt. <laughs> 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 this is
3: very that. A cold. I'm a little cold everywhere I go now.
2: <laughs> Jolie, how about you? Well, so I declared that I was going to have my own bookings for Pride. I actually have a... a Solo singing gig already booked for November, Ooh. which is Oh, so,
3: so you're handling it now. Sewing the seat. W- you already well, got it. Well,
2: this one happened to just pop up in my inbox, and I said, what? Yes. Thank you. Is it paid? <laughs> yes. Oh. 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 Yeah. Come on, payment. <laughs> Look at God. And um, I'm also, as part of that, I'm also putting forward plans to actually get more music recorded and released and... um I'm actually thinking of, of stepping, I'm not thinking of, I'm stepping away from the holiday concert with the PAO because just like in my conversations about my mental health, part of that is just having to get my employment game back on, on lock and get my my mental health game back on lock and take care of myself. And then after, so uh, the listeners don't know, Tonewall won the regional competition in New York over the summer. Mm-hmm. And so we are... We are competing. We are crowned winners. We are crowned wieners. And we are Northeast competing Asian. at... After after we're done with that, uh, we're taking the rest of October off. I mean, I
1: sure was fucking planning on doing that.
2: Right. <laughs> I don't know what everybody it's else just, is doing. It's just happening anyway. And so that's just... it's basically gives me October to focus on mm. getting my music done and getting getting a strategy put together. So that way I'm releasing music. There's awareness of what mm-hmm. I'm doing and who I am. And people are more likely to book me. Well, yeah. I don't
0: know what the production schedule is for music, but I would say since you're not doing PAO mm-hmm. that every Monday from seven to 11, I should be doing that. You should be doing. Yes.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Hello. That's repurposing
2: a good that time. And in, in to put another cherry on things and how things are moving forward. Sweet Love has a, over eleven thousand international streams. Listen to that.
3: Okay. How about that? So Crossing
2: they're international. Borders. That is world 56 renowned. Dollars. <laughs> is. Come
3: on, fifty six dollars. <laughs> fifty
2: six more dollars than you didn't have
1: before. Hello, That's fifty six more Hello?
3: than I've made. And
2: what's, Correct. what's it's like it's literally making me go, oh wow, if I just if I had a couple more songs out, I'd have a hundred dollars.
3: If you had if you had three more, you would have like A
0: hundred and fifty. Right. Because surely people are like listening to it and then being like, well, what else do they have? Right. (laughs) At least I hope so. (laughs) How
2: about yourself,
1: Carlos? Well, as we remember from a couple of weeks ago, my goal was to save three thousand dollars between now and the end of May, which sounds like a lot of money. And it is. Um, However, I've got time. Right. And so I have started to budget myself to understand what, what that means is that I'll have to save between. I gave myself September to keep playing. But then in October on through May, Mm -hmm. I have to save at least $375 a month in order to make that happen. So that's actually a really doable goal when you think about it that way, Mm -hmm. right? And so now I'm just taking a look at my earnings and then taking a look at all of my expenditures. And then I know. Budgeting is very not sexy. And I know we don't like to talk about stuff like that because we have this weird taboo as a society around money and talking about it. So I'm going to make it okay to talk about it
2: thank you for that because especially for people of color talking about money is really really it's hard. It is really
1: hard. So, I've got I've got my bills that I know are coming in on a regular basis. I've got the things that I know I need to pay down and then I'm subtracting that and then, you know, what's left over and then also part of that is subtracting savings before you start to sub- subtract anything else, yep. right? So, yep, that you got to yep, yep. pay yourself first. Yep. Mm. So, that's going to be really important for me to stick to my budget over the next couple of months, which will also be challenging. Because I'm also still doing some travel, but I know that I can make that work. Mm-hmm. Um, I've just got to be very smart about how and when I'm choosing to spend my money. But I feel really good. I've got a plan in place. And when you fail to plan, you plan to fail.
2: Well, there's but that. I'm planning to succeed. We got to get you some some bookings for Portia. Thank you, so that she can contribute to your savings goal. Well, actually, Portia
1: and Syzygy will be oh, participating right. in wigsticks in the Poconos on Ooh. October 12th and 13th. So, if you are out anywhere near Indigenous
3: Peoples Day weekend. <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah, I didn't even mention the fucking colonizer rapist Oh, guy. I don't. I don't yeah. celebrate him. I don't feature him. His name does not I don't come honor my him. mouth. No, no not at all. We do
3: not honor him. Speaking, no of, a, speaking I don't, of, I don't know I don't, that man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry to this
0: man. I don't know that man. So if, so if you were walking down the street.
1: So if you find yourself anywhere near Milford, Pennsylvania during that time, please come check us out. You can buy tickets online at wigsticks.com um, and also in a number of in-person locations if you are anywhere in the um, Catskills or Poconos.
0: Well, that's super affirming to hear everybody's updates and that they're all going positively right now. It's always good to hear that. And if you all are out there who are listening, want to share your uh affirmations with us as well, just to let us know that you've got goals and let us know, hit us up uh, on social media. Cause I know everybody's hungry to get these updates. Um, and people are actually hungry yes. in this room. They are. So make sure to <laughs> tune
2: in yes.
1: throughout the
0: year do something. to hear these glow ups. Uh, and also to shame Zach, if he only ever picks up the five basic phrases from learn or the curse words. Ooh. It's a challenge. The gauntlet has been laid. <laughs> It's going to happen, though. We're going to do
1: something. Stay busy. Start a business. Get
0: a job.
2: (laughs) I mean, that sounds like most of my goals for the next week. Thank you. (laughs) Start a business.
1: And with that, you all, Jonathan's contact through the Ouija board has reached its end. Thank you so much to our panelists, our Patreons, and for God for making Halloween. <laughs> Make sure you subscribe because in next episode, I heard that Jolie may be slaying a dragon on the runway. On the runway.
0: And as always, I'm Carlos. I'm Jolie. I'm Zach. I'm Jonathan. And this is... The the award-winning This Cupac Life! This
2: Cupac Life! Initiates banter that fades,
3: fades into, into nothing. nothing. Look, we hadn't established <laughs> it. Okay. We <laughs> ran out of spirit.
1: <laughs> Get a job. Start a business.
3: Suck a dick. An
1: old prophet. An once old prophet, T.S. Madison once said. <laughs> this episode of This Cupac Life was recorded at Brick Arts Media in downtown Brooklyn, New York. Music and editing is by Joe Lee. Remember, you can talk to us at this Cupac Life on your favorite social media platform and our website, www.thiscupoc.life. If you enjoyed the show, please share us with your friends and rate us on Apple Podcast, the Google Play Store, Anchor, Facebook, and anywhere else that you like to rate things. And don't forget to check out our Patreon page. For as little as one dollar a month, you can become a patron of this Cupac Life. You can invest in this podcast and help us to continue to create quality content by and for QPOC. Thank you for being a part of this QPOC family.